and welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis, got my brother Quentin with me, of course, and this is week three of our countdown of our favorite tracks of 2021. Um, yeah, man, you know, we're, we're rounding second base, right? Running second base. I feel like we brought some good tunes so far, dude. Yeah. I think I mentioned this on the first one we did at the beginning of the month, but this to me is more about just showcasing the artists that I have discovered that I fell in love with, you know? Yeah. Like some of these artists, some of these tracks that I'm bringing aren't necessarily like the quote unquote top tracks of the year for me. Sure. You know, just great tunes from great artists especially the ones that I just discovered this year. I'm bringing a bunch of artists back that I'm, you may have heard earlier in the year on a what you heard, but you know, this is just like a, a, a celebration of their music, dude. Yeah. And you know, it's usually a good way to showcase, you know, up and coming fresh faces, right. That maybe put out their first record this year. Right. At least with a, you know, we, we, we tend to gravitate toward, indie musicians a lot right it's just yeah kind of the music that we're into yep so you know it's always a good way to, to get more you know get their name out there and introduce you know hopefully introduce you to a new artist or two you know yeah dude i hope so anyways brother you've been drinking any tasty tea lately brother of course dude <laughs> i've been drinking some tasty tiesta tea uh yeah dude i just want to talk about the uh the top seller sampler dry flight. This dry flight is a, an awesome gift for, for the tea lover in your family. This has got the eight top selling teas. So it's 60 cups of tea for 21 bucks. My favorite still to this day of, of this particular kit, at least is that, uh, almond nutty cream, the nutty almond cream. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yesterday night I had a cup of the fruity paradise. So that's strawberry pineapple and green tea. Oh, yeah. It's got black tea as well. Mango, rose petals, raspberry bits. <clears throat> Delightful, dude. Delightful. Yeah, that's what's that's to me what the most enjoyable part of of the loose leaf tea that the Tiesta tea sells, right? You you can look at it and see like look, you know, you can look at everything in there. It's it's see all the awesome, individual dude. ingredients, you know, and the aroma, dude, while it's brewing. Forget about it. So yeah, we are partnering with Tiesta Tea right now, and if you use the promo code NoFiller15 at checkout, you will get fifteen percent off your purchase. Yeah, and if you know what, if it's too late for Christmas shopping, or you've already bought gifts because you're a you're a go getter, you know, get yourself the sampler flight. You know, check out their other their other uh, gift packs and variety packs and stuff like that. They got they got a bunch of dude. I, I'm I'm gonna have to. Hopefully it'll get in by next week, but I did order that holiday pack. And I also bought a gift for my wife. So TST T man, it, it's starting to, to seep into my life or may, should I say steep into my life? Oh, look at that brother. You did it. Professional. Use the promo code no filler 15 at checkout and you will get 15% off your order. That's tiestat.com. A bold T for a bold you. All right, Q. Let's kick off our countdown 
So I went first last week, which means you're going first this week. What do you got for us? I feel like I'm going to kick it off kind of like you did last week with Magdalena Bay. Okay. You might not be floating, but you're going to be hopping and squirming. Toe tapping? Just toe tapping, man. I, so I've brought this guy before. His name's J.W. Francis. And he's been dropping singles all year. So this is one that I've been jamming to for a while because this one was released as a single. So just going to let the music speak for itself. Kicking us off right. This is, again, an artist goes by J.W. Francis. This song is called Maybe. feel like we're just like a broken record with all of our picks here but you know you can't escape the the julian casablanca's <laughs> vocal comparison yeah like it's yeah, just dude. right there like yeah now what i like about what this guy's doing jw francis and like some of these other artists that we've talked about it feels like the indie bedroom pop whatever you want to call it or whatever it's sort yeah. of like incorporating some post-punk stuff from the 2000s, like Julian's delivery, right? Uh, right. A lot of that with that vocal delivery, for but, sure. But with some like newer elements, like there's almost like some down-tempo type stuff in that song. The bass line was killer. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he had some like almost like jazzy kind of stuff in there that yeah, made me think weird, of like down-tempo like, stuff. It, it could have been a sample or, or, or just something that he created on his his keyboard yeah. or something but yeah but yeah. yeah like the drumming in the in the in the bass was was killer yeah uh, and, and he's you know he's really like playful with his his recording too like he was i don't know if you heard he was like kind of like making noises with his mouth during like part of it yeah just like kind of right using yeah it's like an instrument yeah i was hearing that yeah yeah really cool dude yeah, that's cool. Uh, big fan of this guy i actually 
I, I didn't realize that he released a full-length album, so I'm going to have to dive into it. But I've there's been a, a few singles of his that I've been enjoying throughout the year, this one being one of them. So again, that is J.W. Francis. The song is Maybe, and the full-length album is called Wander Kid. And that's it, dude. That's how I'm going to start it off. Pass it on to you. Well, I've got the perfect segue. And this was my my planned first song so it just happens to go really well with what you just brought to the table but another i'm bringing another bedroom pop indie pop artist it seems like that whole that whole thing the whole concept of like hey i just started making music in my bedroom like that's literally (laughs) his his biography on spotify it says yeah hey i'm zach bay ledges is a project i started in my bedroom a few years ago like that's his that's it. That's his bio, right? But like the bedroom, <laughs> right. the bedroom pop thing to me started around the 2010s, right? Like when we were doing New Dust, yeah. or at least you started to hear the term used more, like bedroom pop, right? With like Tycho and Washed Out and Toro y Moi. It, yeah, the only reason we were calling a bedroom, you know, Tycho isn't a bedroom pop artist. He's you know a that's true IDM type dude. But I mean, he was making his tunes with just you know stuff that you could you could run out of your yeah you didn't have to have a studio bedroom. yeah yeah and use just your you know your personal laptop and right. synthesizer and that's all you needed sure yeah exactly yep so anyway this guy his name is Zach but he goes by Bay Ledges and I'm going to play a track here off of a single that he put out called Waterfalls and the name of the song is called not now, maybe never. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. 
Now he's Love doing it. he's doing something with his voice. That's not actually uh, you know his his voice. It's, it's got some effects on it or something like that. But um, just putting that out there, like if you listen to other tracks on uh, of his. So again, that was Bay Ledges, and that was a song called "Not Now, Maybe Never" off of his EP Waterfalls. Yeah, what do you think about it? We can keep talking about the song. Yeah, yeah, dude. I so big fan of the. I mean, it was very like nodding back to. I don't know, like almost disco, not disco. Well, I mean, disco is not the right word. Yeah, I mean, like, but maybe it was you know, it was almost a, like in the same building at least as like a chill wave song yeah yeah like 80s like 80s synth pop. yeah yeah exactly yeah. but the, and that to me seems like what these bedroom pop artists typically do i mean it's just exactly like we were saying like with toro iman washed out like these guys are just making these tunes in their bedroom with synthesizers and stuff mixers and, and whatnot so like yeah i mean it's continuing and i feel like tiktok um has kind of led to a rise, like a platform for, for these types of artists to, to get out there. You know, they can throw a quick little ditty on TikTok, you know? Dude, it's kind of crazy how, like I'm reading more and more, a artist blows up because their song was just on some random TikTok video. Yeah, because like with TikTok, like I, I think you can, I've never made a TikTok I don't know if I ever plan on doing a Q, uh, yeah, but I know that like, either, you know, you hear music on TikToks and stuff and you actually see the name of the song in the corner. Right. So I think a lot of people, they see a really popular video that uses a song and then they want to make their own version of that video. And so they're going to use the same song. And then it's, if it's a trending thing to do on TikTok, then, you know, there goes your, your song, you know, just blew up. Anyway. Well, that was great, man. Yeah. Um, he's got a bunch of, a bunch of great stuff like that. He, He's, you know, he's put out a bunch of little EPs and stuff between like this year and last year. And yeah, he's been doing it since around 2016. So anyway, again, that was Bay Ledges. And I'll throw it back to you, Q. What you got for us? All right, man. So I'm going to, I'm bringing an artist and a song back into the fold. They actually weren't going to make it on it on this list this year, but I, I think they'll pair really well with Bay Ledges. So, so this is an artist. Uh, it's a trio. They go by 79.5. They're from New York, and they are straight up, like, 70s funk. It's just good shit, dude. Like, it's retro, but in, like, all the right ways. There's no cheese about it. So, uh, this is a song of theirs. It's just a single. Um, came out earlier this year. This one got stuck in my head, dude, and I, like, it just pops up every week or so, probably. All right, so again, the artist is 79.5. The song is called Club Level.
yeah, I mean, that was just a, a it was a faithful callback to the 70s, I guess. Like, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't trying to, to do anything, like, new with that sound. Like, it was just spot on, you know? Yeah. But it was great. I, I freaking loved it. It kind of reminded me of, like, early her vocals reminded me of that um, Strawberry Switchblade band that you brought. Oh, yeah, dude. And that was an yeah. 80s, 80s group, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, like Love the, the saxophone, the saxophone and stuff, the vibe of it kind of reminded me of some stuff that Steely Dan does. Oh, um, yeah. Good call, dude. You know, it's always hard to compare any band to Steely Dan, but I mean, the same vibe like that. What the, the imagery that you may like conjure up when you listen to a song like that, you know, like a, sw- a swanky piano lounge or something. But yeah, I mean, that's like, this is the aesthetic they're going for right down to like how they dress and. Yeah, and the look of the yeah. album art and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they've got it, got the aesthetic down and everything. So yeah, really cool. So that was seventy nine point five. The song was called Club Level. And I'm dude, we're rapid fire in this time, dude. Passing you know it back what, dude? to you. Last week was a slow burner, dude. We took our time. But you know what? I managed to to get it down to like seventy minutes, which is pretty. That's. that's- that's, Pretty that's typical. True. You know what? I don't know. I don't know how I did it, but you you must have trimmed a lot of the fact then. Well, yeah, we were recording for like almost two hours. Yeah, that's what it was out there, everyone. That tells you how much uh, <laughs> how much of the words that come out of our mouth don't don't need to be said. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. All right, dude. Are you going to pivot us? I feel like we need uh, to pivot. Yes, I'm going to pivot us, but you know, I think we all know by now. I love listening to video game stuff. Right? That was my number one genre on Spotify wrapped for this year. But if I'm going to bring a track to no filler, that's a video game score. I, you know, I try to make sure that it, it kind of falls somewhere in the realm of like the types of styles that we bring to no filler. Right. Yeah. So last week you brought that Japanese breakfast. Yeah. It was a Japanese breakfast uh, video game score. So like that's, that's a no brainer, right? Cause we've actually featured her on the show before. But anyway, this guy, his name is Ben Prunty and he, I guess, made a name for himself with the score that he did for a game called Faster Than Light FTL. Oh, I've seen this. You must have showed this to me. Probably. I probably, I probably shared. The, yeah. But um, yeah, it's called FTL. It came out in 2012. Right. So he's been doing this for a while. Uh, this year, he provided the score for a video game called Subnautica Below Zero. Now, I haven't played the game. And that's usually the case for most of the stuff that I listen to, video game stuff that I listen to. But, um, so yeah, this is his longest score that he's ever done. It's over two hours long. And uh, the way he describes it, I'm going to have him, uh, this is from the Bandcamp page. He says, vintage synths, kalimba, granular synthesis, whatever that is, lots of reverb, and the occasional water phone all come together to evoke the mystery and loneliness of planet 4546B. It sounds like it's an open world survival type game and you're on this planet with water, right? It's a water planet and you're just Subnautica. exploring. Yeah, exactly. You're exploring the depths, right? That's cool. all you need to know. So this song is called Kelp Caves. And again, it's on the soundtrack Subnautica Below Zero by Ben Pronti.
Man, I feel like even if you didn't tell me what the game was about, images of like the deep ocean totally would have popped up in my head, man. Yeah, he nails it, right? Really well done. He, he nails the the atmosphere and everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you like that, I'm going to point you back to our episode on Lossal and our episode on Kiln. Yeah, it's a good call, dude. Yeah, we've done a couple good of call. like ambient artists. Atmospheric. Atmospheric. But ambience. With, with some ele- you know, electronic beat elements to it. Right. And that's what I like about this particular song. I mean, like I said, the record is over two hours long, so like... There's a bunch of there's a lot of just ambient ambient stuff, right? But sometimes he'll throw in like some 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 beat behind it, right? Yeah, and and Kiln does some similar stuff where it's it's just like the most like natural sounding electronic music. It's so hard to describe. Yeah, it, yeah. Right? but that's kind of what makes Lossal Lossal, right? And same with Kiln and Kiln Kiln. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because you know with Kiln they like do field recordings and stuff like that, right? And they manipulate. Right. The field recordings to turn it into a synthesizer or turn it into like yeah. a drum beat or whatever. Anyway, uh, what I love about video games, if you're going to listen to the soundtrack from an indie video game, it's probably going to have an indie musician behind it, right? Yeah. And so you're getting to, to kind of hear artists that might not do what a traditional video or movie composer, video game or movie composer would do, right? So anyway, that guy, his name is Ben Prunty. If you like that, you'll like everything he does. But again, that was the soundtrack for Subnautica Below Zero and Q. I imagine you're going to pivot us once again. I mean, I, I could actually bring something that's kind of similar, but I'm not, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up. Okay. So this is another band that uh, you might be familiar with from a previous episode. Uh, it's a, an emo uh, post-punk band called Fiddlehead. Fell in love with their album Between the Riches earlier this year. Uh, I brought a song of theirs called Heart to Heart. Uh, one of our earlier What You Heard's. Dude, this is just one of those moments, one of those bands and one of those albums where it just makes me happy that early 2000s style emo is still kicking. And these guys have only been around for... I mean, maybe uh, six or seven years, not that long, uh, you know, compared to the, that, what was it? The second wave? Second wave. Emo? Yeah. Second yeah. wave was, was um, like Jimmy World. No, Jimmy World. Well, Jimmy World was like, they had their foot in, in both waves or whatever. What, second second and, third? and third. Yeah. Okay. But like second wave was like, what were they called? Promise Ring and like yeah, yeah. American football, stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, um, here's another great song from the album. So, uh, again, this is an artist called Fiddlehead, and this song is called Joy Boy.
this sound will will just always put a smile on my face, man, and just bring back just it, a dude. wave of nostalgia. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's a that's a great track, man. I yeah, call me Joy Boy, dude, because that, that's <laughs> what that's what just happened to me. Yeah, man, filled with joy. Dude, the whole album is fantastic. Yeah, I remember dude. the song that you brought earlier in the year was another yeah. killer track. Yeah. But yeah, so that their sound, at least in that song, reminded me of a lot of the tooth and nail type bands that we were yes. like Slow Coming Day. And uh, I don't remember if Amberlin maybe a little bit. Amberlin had a, such a unique sound, but yeah, yeah, similar. But like, I, I don't remember if Hey Mercedes was on Slow Coming or um, uh, tooth, tooth and Nail, but I mean that kind of third wave emo sound yeah it's that's great man i don't have to queue up that record it's fantastic so again that's joy boy the artist is fiddlehead the album is between the richness one of my favorite artist discoveries of the year hands down yeah that's um, great man i so, love it yeah really looking forward to hearing more stuff from him all about it all right man passing it back to you what you got dude we're like a we're like a well-oiled machine today love it <laughs> all right you know, it was bound to happen, Hugh. I'm bringing some metal. Oh, man. I mean, of course, right? Oh, man. That's one thing you can count on me that you, you won't get from Q. Video game music and metal, at least on this podcast. You will never hear metal from me. That's just it, man. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get you to, 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 you know, I'm trying to get you into the fold here. I just slowly. don't listen to it on my own. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Actually, I'll say this. The closest I think I'll ever get to listening to metal on my own is... Um, well, Queens of the Stone Age? No, uh, it's it's the shoegaze. What, what do they call it? Oh, Doom Doomgaze? Doomgaze, yeah. Yeah, Doom Metal. That's the closest I'll ever get to enjoying metal But that's, you know, could be like a gateway drug, Q. I feel like Queens of the Stone Age... Yes. That record, song for the, Songs for the Dead... Songs for the deaf. Songs for the deaf, brother. That's a, another. <laughs> every dude, time between Britt Daniels and it's Britt for the Daniels. Deaf. I know that was the joke. Okay. Uh, I yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's because yeah, like, there's a song on the record called "A Song for the Dead." So sure. I get, I get anyway, I feel like <laughs> genuinely, I think that record was my gateway into metal outside of Metallica. Like my intro to metal was Metallica, right? As was yeah. probably a lot of people, right? Queens of the Stone Age was the first that that album was the first album that I like that, actually enjoyed yeah. screaming. Yeah, on well, a record, dude. Before I mean, that, I just didn't understand it, and that probably that, ages I mean, me a little. That's bit. it, dude. I mean, why don't you? Uh, what more do you need to know, man? It's time to listen to more metal. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Bring gonna, it on, dude. Let's hear it. All right. So I'm gonna bring. I'm bringing a band that's actually been around for for a while. They're called Gojira, which you know is i think like the the japanese name for godzilla or something like that they were called godzilla originally and changed mm. their name to gojira anyways uh they are uh a french heavy metal band so i have only really listened to like their first record and then this record so like you know there's a lot of stuff in between that i'm not familiar with right but at their first record or at least their first one under the name uh, Gojira, at least. Uh, Terra Incognita came out in 2000. And it sounds a lot different than their new record this year that came out called Fortitude. And, you know, if you were to throw all the labels that have been thrown on them before, 
and you know, this is kind of a joke about metal. Some of the subgenres are, are, are kind of funny. Technical death metal, progressive <sighs> metal, groove metal, and post metal. Okay. Technical death metal. Is that like the same as saying I, I mean, only death listen metal. to in- intelligent dance music? Yeah, probably. Like, but, you know, yeah. I think it's just death metal, but like highly. Maybe more like math rock kind of. Yeah, something like yeah. that, right? Anyway, so I wanted to read what people were saying about this record because I wanted to get a sense of like, did this record, is this a, a change from their typical sound, blah, 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 right? And a lot of the reviews I'm reading, uh, Kerrang! with an exclamation mark. It's a very well-known like metal publication. And, you know, from what they're saying about this record is that it's it's a lot of what they're known for, but also like it's a very, it's a more approachable album for maybe people that, that weren't into, you know, maybe technical death metal or whatever. Right. Anyway, I'm going to play a track off of their new record came out this year, which is actually a postponed record. It was supposed to come out in 2020, but the pandemic kind of slowed down. So we got a 2021 release instead. Nice. Uh, So I'm going to play a song here called new found. Get ready to fucking rock, dude. some corn vibes <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't even i'm just uh, kidding i like that though that was, that was great okay well this is what i'm talking about q now forgive me uh would you would you consider that like industrial no why <laughs> well is it because like that that kind of effect they have on the guitar yeah kind of sounds like a drill or something like that maybe yeah that's uh, what i always but i don't think, think it's industrial metal like to me like industrial metal I just don't know, is, is like I nine inch know. nails or something like that okay i think with industrial metal it incorporates like synths and stuff like that into it it's more like electronic type stuff sampling 
yeah. sequencer line, stuff like that. But like Marilyn Manson falls under that Fear Factory, Nine Inch Nails, stuff like that. Anyway, so you were joking, I think, because it was a it was a callback <laughs> joke, and you said sounds like corn. Yeah, no, they don't. But don't but no, so. no. But I will say that like there are elements of new metal in this particular song. So you know, okay, you could say that that makes it sound like corn a little bit. I know, man. Right? That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still so like oblivious to to metal. All you gotta do is just just listen. Give to it, it, give it a listen. It. Yeah. Okay. You don't gotta. You don't have to worry about what genre is this. Like, you know what? Just listen to it. It's all good. But let me read this. Uh, this is from the Kerrang review at the end here. This is how they close this review. They say this is an important album, not only because it extends Gojira's palette and cements their place as one of metal's most skilled and uncompromising bands. They're also one of the most inspiring as they call for strength, for action, and above all, for fortitude. Hang in there, and Gojira will be right beside you. Hmm. Hey, man, Lovely. that's how I feel about metal, dude. They got your, so is there Metal's you. got your back. <laughs> anyway, so that was Gojira. The record is called Fortitude. That song was called New Found. And there's... We can only pivot from here, Q, because you don't have a metal song on your list. I don't, man. I'm really torn. Really torn here on what to play next, man. How do you flow from a song like that? All right. It's decided. Okay. Here's what's happening, brother. I'm bringing a song from our old pals, Kings of Leon. No, I didn't realize because I pretend like they don't exist anymore. But they put out new music. Well, I have to give a shout out to our old buddy Mitchell for, for sending this song my way earlier this year whoa so they put out a whole new record yeah holy crap yeah so here's the deal um if you go as far back as our what third episode fourth maybe you would know by now that we kind of lost faith and hope in kings of leon a while ago and it's just i think it's because for us we became mega fans of of Kings of Leon when their first album Youth and Young Manhood came out. And then into Aha Shake Heartbreak too. And Aha Shake Heartbreak. And then they just blew up and their sound changed, you know? And yeah. you can't you can't be mad at them no, for you that. Can't fall you know? But, but you I know, just they're on a major record label. They got they got numbers to hit. They're they're one of the biggest bands of the last decade. They now. were definitely yeah, they Easily. were at the top top too for a little bit. Like they had some huge singles that yeah. really like skyrocketed them. I mean, shit, man! Like the last fifteen years, they've been they've been one of the biggest bands in the world. I'd it, say crazy. And we saw them in a tiny little music venue in, in, in Deep Ellum when they were touring for Aha Shake Heartbreak, you know. And they had they still had the the, the beards and the, Dude, the bell bottoms and stuff. And they were just. Oh, I think we must have caught at least two shows for yeah, the Youth and Young Man. I think you're right. Tour. Yeah, maybe Youth and Young Man would actually. We saw them open for the Strokes. That was the first time we saw them. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. that. Oh, anyway, yeah, so we've seen them like three times. Anyway, so let's just let's just ask this question. Let me just ask this question, Q. Okay, is it time to pay attention to Kings of Leon again? I am going to admit that I haven't listened to this album. I have listened to the one song that Mitchell sent me, and it was just one of those like moments. I was just like, "All right, I see you." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I see you guys. Oh, you're, you're back. You're, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, I I think with Kings of Leon, like. Their sound has always been Kings of Leon. Yeah. But the types of songs that they started to write just were completely different from 
it the really to. aggressive, like raw type stuff that they were doing right. on Youth and Young Manhood, right? And that's why we didn't. That's why we the straight nitty away gritty bluesy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But anyway, I respect them for who they are. I'm just gonna Same. say that. Yeah, and so this is an album called "When You See Yourself," and I want to give uh, give another shout out to Mitch, old buddy Mitch. He, he shared this song with me a while back, and yeah, man, it's just one of those. Just, I mean, just a great song, dude. I think it's a. I'm not going to call it a 180, but it's pretty different from Gojira. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right. This song is called 100,000 People. welcoming an old friend back into my life (laughs) really man i feel like this is exactly what they would sound like you know 18 years after their first record you know what i mean like this seems like a a natural evolution 
Like it's a yeah. more mature sound. It's, it's more mature. The 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 lyrics are very like, you know, and Youth and Young Man here, they're singing about freaking trannies and stuff, you know? <laughs> There's literally right. a song called Tranny on the record. Right. You know what I mean? And like f- testosterone, like, you know, uh, what's <laughs> yeah. the song? What's that song? Uh, you know, Pistol of Fire and like oh yeah, Four Kicks, you know. Oh, they were early like 20-somethings, Yeah, they, exactly. They were singing about what they would sing about for their age group but like but his voice man his voice will always be it's so such a compelling voice and it always has been like yeah he's got one of the greatest voices in 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 music to come out the last few few decades right last couple decades i agree at least. this version of it and the version from youth yeah. and young manhood you know this exactly. one's a more like subtle he's not he's not screaming yeah you know but yeah and i i gotta give a shout out as always to um oh I wish I, w- I knew their names off the top of my head. I know Caleb, uh, drummer Nathan. He he is such a great drummer, dude. I love his drum beats. Yeah, yeah. And is it so, it's same four same dudes, right? Oh yeah. I mean, they're you know what three brothers and a cousin. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that was great, man. I may have to cue this record up and just uh, catch up with my buddies. We should give it a go. Yeah. 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 So again, that song was one hundred thousand people. By Kings of Leon. The album is called When You See Yourself. And what, we got three songs left? Yep. All right, dude. Okay. Where, where are we going to go from here? Uh, this might be a nice transition. You're going to bring another artist from our past back into the I film? am, actually. Yeah. By the past, I mean earlier this year. Okay. Um, but this, this is one of my favorite records of this year. And one of my favorite discoveries. You may remember this band. They're called Bad Math. And they are a, I believe a, a, a shoegaze, I guess you could call them new gaze band from Hong Kong. And this record is just like so special, dude. I love it so much. So I brought a song called Walls to an earlier What You Heard. And I just want to bring another track from this record. So the album is called Missing Narrative. And I'm just going to let the song speak for itself. So this is the opening track off of this record and it's called tunnel
And you're right to call it new gaze because there's like, yeah, there's the proper shoegaze, there's the the dream pop, and there's like there's like some math rock elements to that. Yeah, I was gonna clarify like, I guess the only the only shoegaze thing about it is, is maybe the vocals, and I feel like that almost makes it fall more under the dream pop. Yeah, umbrella. Yeah, but there's there was that kind of that wall of sound, a little bit maybe feel but not, to it, not the traditional like glide guitar type sound. But right. you know, really, they're they're kind of like a they're kind of like an indie dream pop. It reminded me yeah. of letting up despite great faults a little bit with mm. the synthy stuff. Yeah, and then some more like uh, technical, like math rock kind yeah, of guitar stuff towards the end there. Yeah, and this is like That's great. But yeah, I, what I like about them is just they're just very stripped down, like straightforward, uh, really simple songs, but like they're just so well done. And like I don't know if you picked up on the. Um, like that little break in the middle where it was like this quote that oh, was yeah. being, it almost sounded like somebody speaking through like a, like, like almost like a dystopian movie or something like that. Yeah. Like a quote. But anyway, the, the quote itself, I actually found the lyrics. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but like, uh, I'm just going to read this part of it at least. The light at the end of the tunnel is probably the headlight of another train approaching us from the opposite direction. Like almost like a defeatist type attitude maybe it's like oh the light at the end of the tunnel you know we're about to escape the tunnel oh it's just a train coming to you know <laughs> yeah obliterate us interesting anyway i i like the if you wanted to pull up the lyrics and read that little quote it's very i don't know it, it's just a really well done to insert that in the middle of the song anyway so that song was called tunnel the band is called bad math the record is called missing narrative and that's probably one of my top five records of the year for sure i'm yeah i'm queuing it up dude i it's, gotta it's, i gotta give that a it's listen. like fan, it's fantastic dude and it's you know eight eight tracks 38 minutes really really good there's a lot of great stuff coming out of hong kong a lot of great yes stuff. all right q this is your last track it's my last track for the day what do you got so i'm gonna stick in the dream pop vein it's a group called new dad it's all one word and they just released an EP earlier this year called Waves. It's a little six-track EP. And, yeah, this is just one of those catchy, like, it's it's super pop, super poppy, like, heavy on the pop side of the dream pop. Um, just super, I mean, just a fucking earworm, dude. Get ready. So, again, this art, the artist is New Dad. EP is called Waves. This song is called Blue.
there's any truth to this but like it just feels like there's just a really there's a there's like an indie revival i i don't know resurgence i don't know something like that but i mean maybe it's something to do with the pandemic or something like that and these musicians are just have more time to write tunes or something like that in their freaking bedrooms right (laughs) but this yeah that's a great track and you know goes goes into exactly what we've been talking about the last couple weeks where it's like Either we're just drawn to to female musicians this year, or just they're they're dominating. You know, I love it, dude. The lyrics lyrics are great. Yeah, lyrics are great too, man. She's just like she's just dealing with like a a bummer of a partner. While you took your time, you wasted mine. I said I wanted you. You said you felt too blue. And while you were making up your mind, I lost mine. We don't like the same things. I want to dance and you just want to drink. I want to talk and you just want to sit alone and think. This person sounds like a bummer, dude. And she's just like letting them know about it. Like, you know what? I got to I got to speak my mind for once. Anyways, the whole EP is great, dude. It's just a little a little six track EP. They did just release a uh, new single not that long ago called Ladybird. So I feel like they're queuing up to, to drop a full length pretty soon here, which is great. Nice. So again, the artist is New Dad. That song was called Blue. And how are we going to wrap this one up, dude? What you got for us? I got a banger to close this out, Q. Because that's the only way to end an episode is with a banger. I agree. And there's no there's no doubt in my mind, Q. That you're going to absolutely love this. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, we all know that Quentin loves psychedelic rock yes sir in like the first year i feel like of episodes you know we used to do what you heard segments at the end of every episode or the beginning depending on when we we switched it around we've i feel like what you heard is just always changing anyway yeah you, we, we brought one song each yeah every week every episode yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway for like the longest time it was always psychedelic rock after psychedelic rock, every single episode yeah and that's really all i was listening to yeah that's it for like a year straight psych rock new and old oh boy do i got something for you q <laughs> so these guys are called the lazy eyes and they are a psych rock band from sydney australia and as we know of australia q they produced tame impala right they did produce Kevin Parker um, of uh, straight out of Perth. Perth. Yeah. Perth, Australia. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up real quick because the comparisons to Tame Impala and 
uh, King Gizzard, which I confess I've never Ooh. really gotten into all that much. Oh, they're great. But I know they're that great, they're, they're, they're really, really great. Yeah, I know They're that. great, and they're all over the place. Every yeah. album is going to sound different. Anyway, um, I wanted to quote, I think this is one of the guitar players of this band, Lazy Eye, because I like how they embrace it. Anyway, they were interviewed by NME Magazine, and they said, you know, they're asking about the comparisons of Timmy Paul and King Gizzard, right? And he says, he being um, Ite Sachar, of course I fucked it up, is one of the guitar <laughs> players. And he says, it's hard not to wear your influences on your sleeve. When we were young, those bands were some of our heroes. So I get nice. it. Nice. And he says, awesome. we might not even be a band if it wasn't for Tame and Giz. They've paved the way for a lot of young artists. There are so many artists who hit it big in Australia, but don't attract much of an international following. It's inspiring to see them tour around the world, drawing huge crowds. The comparisons aren't something to be afraid of. So, you know, I like that. Nice. Embrace it. Pay some homage to your heroes. For real, dude. Take it as a compliment. And I think, you know, he's absolutely right to point out that, like, Team Paula sort of put the eyes of the music world on Australia, you know, especially Perth and stuff like that. Definitely. Him and Cor- Courtney Barnett, dude. Anyway. All right, Q. We're going to let this play out a little bit because it, it's got a bunch of cool parts to it. So here we go. This song is called Where's My Brain from EP2 by The Lazy Eyes. Thank you. 
absolute triumph, my friend. Nothing to snuff about, right? <laughs> um, and they were pulling from all kinds of great styles of of modern psych rock. And I mean, yeah, I think modern psych, all psych rock stays true to how it's always sounded. You know what I mean? Like it, it always comes from a a seventies kind of headspace. Yeah, and and they're they're bringing in like one of my favorite modern psych rock bands the sound carriers Ooh, i talk yeah, yeah. talk about it, talk about them all the time yeah um with the like organ sounds and mm-hmm. the vocal stylings and harmonizing yeah love that stuff dude yeah and of course the breakdown at the end yeah that dual guitar stuff yeah dude the song is six minutes 39 seconds long so you know it's a jam it's a jam song right just yeah. like any good song should be really think about it but yeah, so the song was written like it's it's a bit heavier than some of their other stuff. So like uh, the lead singer um, Harvey Girardi, let's just say Girardi. He said it was written. Uh, we were getting into heavier music, and our live set was really lacking some mosh music. So <laughs> they wrote this as a, a, a song for people to to mash to basically during their mash? live sets. You mean mosh? Uh, mosh, yeah, I said mash. <laughs> mosh to during their live set. Anyway, that was not a female vocalist, by the way. Oh, shit. Really? I thought it was at first. No, it's not. It's just a uh, Harvey just hit, hits the high notes, I guess. Harvey Girardi. But anyway, kind of reminded me, you know, not, not, they didn't remind me of, but I mean, the higher registered vocals of a psych rock band reminds me of Temples, although I don't really care for them anymore. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, they also put out a single, I think earlier in the year, called Fuzz Jam. Another great, another great track. Anyway, if you like that, just cue the cue their songs up, man. They're all just really good like that. Just great 70s psych rock, you know, what more do you need, really? Awesome. So again, that was uh, a song off of EP2 by The Lazy Eyes. The song was called Where's My Brain? And that's it, dude. That's how we wrap up our third week. That means we got one week left. Got one week left, dude. So you're bringing your your top five of your favorites. That's right. I have. And, right, and, and let me tell you something, dude. I've been shuffling this list around for the last three weeks. So, like, yeah, some songs were kicked up. Some were kicked down. But, yeah, this is it. This is the last five. So... In my opinion, these are some of my my favorite tracks of the year. The the last five that we're, that I'm bringing, at least. I don't know where you're where you ended up because you just kind of it could just be sort of the the the, the table scraps or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> nah, dude. I, I yeah, nah, dude. I got some great ones coming up for the for our last our last hoorah. Well, uh, all right, that's next week. Be our last ten as we count down our favorite tracks of 2021, and then we're gonna kick off next year with well you know what q there'll be a perfect opportunity to talk about them next week and that's all i'm gonna say so anyway um yeah tune in next week we got 10 more tracks for you for our last episode of the year like we said earlier go to tstt.com use no filler 15 at checkout to get 15 percent off your order follow us on instagram at no filler podcast Look us up, follow us. And then, of course, you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is 
the network for music lovers q that's right the podcast network for music lovers it's us and a bunch of other music centric podcasts so it's your one-stop shop if you like us chances are you'll like a few more hanging out with a bunch of music nerds yeah basically that's all it is but yeah if you follow the pantheon podcast uh feed on like spotify and stuff like that you'll hear our show in there but then you'll also get everybody else's show their latest shows or episodes in the network so yeah it's cool you can you can hear us all in one spot yeah it's like a radio it's 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 really cool how they see it anyway yeah so yeah pantheonpodcast.com if you want to learn more about the network that we're under and that's it man well we will talk to you guys next week my name is travis and i'm quentin see ya It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 